0: Bigger the bust, the better the boost. Knock it back. Ooh. Yeah, that,
1: that, that. folks listening, if you're an experienced uh, iced coffee drinker, you know like the various sounds. Like you know that's not a Mr. Brown because it's not a, a can pop top. <laughs> it's a uh, one of those. Um,
0: uh, well, it's breaking a seal. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: This is called. A Starbucks Frappuccino Chilled coffee drink Mocha And I notice a lot of film photographers Drink coffee Excellent Well folks uh, This is the Film Photography Podcast Episode 151 October 1st 2016 We are now celebrating Our 7th year on the air Mark, Mark Dalzell is doodling Oh look at that camera love I'll Hold that up I love the VF101 I've never seen you love a camera so much that you like.
0: You're not going to get a tattoo, are you?
2: Oh.
1: Well, I, if
0: I can lick this and then it on. A <laughs> temp.
1: This is the internet radio show for folks who love to shoot film. And uh, my name is Michael Rosso, and we're here in the new FPP studio in beautiful Fair Lawn, New Jersey. And I'm in the studio today with Leslie Lazenby. Hi, loves. Uh, Mark O'Brien. Hi there. Mark Dalzell. Hey. <laughs> Mark is so in love. I've never seen Mark doodle ever in my life, and he's doodling a camera. And it's his favorite. He drew it, the camera, and it's like a little heart This is a it. picture
3: of me and the Voightlander running through a field together. <laughs> I see rainbows and unicorns in there, too. Wow.
1: This is going to be an action-packed show.
2: <laughs>
1: we talk about all sorts of stuff. I'm going to pass these around. If anyone wants any of these, this is uh, buttons these were sent in by a listener and we mentioned on the air who sent these in I don't remember who if you do remember that you did just shoot me an email podcast at filmphotographyproject.com I know it's, I know it's a woman and I know she's local and I know she's a regular FPP listener and probably a regular FPP store customer so I, I'm embarrassed that I don't, I don't know but these buttons are so awesome as you can see it could be Rosemary Hawkins. Rosemary
0: Hawkins.
1: Rosemary, did you send us these? She can't hear you. I mean, they're nice.
0: Oh, hey, there's one here that says Voigtlander.
1: Oh, I'm no to, way. Um, um, I hate to take one, but I'm taking the tryouts. I'll take
0: the Polaroid. matches my. All it's
1: kind of like the scene from Godfather 2 where they pass around the jewelry at the big meeting down in Cuba.
4: Michael? We're bigger than U.S.
5: Steel. I have to take the Kodak Panatomic X. Okay. One of my
1: favorite films.
4: Absolutely.
1: And uh, folks listening who have been listening to the show, first of all, I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. So many of you out there... Fuji. I picked Fuji. Okay. So many of you out there have been listening to the show. Ooh. So many of you people out there have been listening to the show for so long. I want to thank you for tuning in. -ah. (sighs) Before we started taping today... We, uh, all of us here, including John Fidelli, who is not with us today. He was here earlier. He had a boogaloo out of here. We went through uh, dozens of 35 millimeter cameras for our school donation program. Through the, you know, just through the, the show and the website, uh, word has kind of caught on that we have a school donation program. So you, the listener, donate cameras to the FPP, and then we go through them, test them, And then we donate them back out to schools who are in need. And I received three emails this year. Uh, One is from... The first was from uh, Dan over at the... Correct me, Leslie, if, um, if I get this wrong, and Dan, don't cringe. Pickering... Pickerington High School. Pickerington. Pickerington.
0: There you go. Pickerington
1: High School in Pickerington, Ohio. Uh, we put a, a huge batch of cameras today together for them. Ali Broach, I hope I am pronouncing your last name correct, Ali, at the Lafayette Jefferson High School in Lafayette, Indiana. And Joe Schmeigel at the Kalamazoo Valley Community College in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And it was uh, Joshua Harrison who contacted me about saying, Hey, Mark. <laughs> mm-hmm. We need some cameras over here. <laughs> so we, we sat today and we put together a monstrous batch of cameras, which is going to be loaded into Mark O'Brien's car. We, we packed uh, boxes and boxes. Mark We're going to load them into Mark O'Brien's car. And between Mark and Leslie, they're going to deliver them by hand, which is awesome. First of all, saving FVP hundreds of dollars. Because it's it's you know very expensive to ship cameras. Mm-hmm. A big thanks to everyone that's donated cameras. Because I know donating the cameras to us, I mean that costs these people money. It can cost you know someone like twenty bucks just to donate a camera to us.
3: And some we, people send cases, boxes, and boxes of yeah, stuff.
1: But we have uh, our friend Dylan Barnes down in Florida. He uses the point and shoots for his students. So middle school students. Uh, younger students, uh, some professors use the, the point-and-shoot cameras.
3: I hit the big unique thrift store about once a month. They have half-price; they'll have half-price days, and I'll go in and clean them out of all the point-and-shoots. Where, where are they? Uh, well, there's one in Patterson. There's one in uh, Union, or not Union, uh, Union City. Sorry, that's the one I usually go to. And how much are the point-and-shoot cameras at the thrift on half-price day? They're anywhere from seventy-five cents to two dollars. Oh, cool! So you just load up a box. Yeah, I and mean, I'll take. I mean, they don't usually have more than five or six of them. But do I'll they cut ready. you a deal if you're like, hey, how much for this whole box? No, there's no, no. negotiation. They literally nobody spoke English in that store the last time I was there. It's mm-hmm. oh, okay. there's no negotiation. You hand them the thing in and give them some money. Uh, a few things I want
1: to chit chat about because they're uh, you know uh, a little more timely. There's definitely an instant Fuji Instax Mini instant like fever going yeah. on. Uh, the first of which right now, and we're here we are October 1st, and it, it will be the tail end of this Kickstarter, so if folks out there want to get in on this, you still can. It's called the Lomography Lomo Instant Automat, which I, I call the Automat, O-T-T-O-M-A-T. It's not called that. No. We just make up our own. I do. I just make up my own words. Okay, sure. It's Automat. It's your everyday instant inspiration now available on Kickstarter. And according to this Kickstarter, which, by the way, was released before Leica announced that they're going to release an instant camera, I don't know if this is information is still true, but this says the most advanced automatic instant camera for Instax Mini. For Leica? From Leica? From Lomo. From Lomo. Yeah, I mean, that's oh. not
3: surprising. Usually but lo- those in in Instax cameras the aren't Instax very advanced. Instax
0: Mini, period.
1: It's the ultimate system where shutter speed aperture and flash output adjust automatically for impeccably lit shots in any in every light situation
0: So no manual override everything's auto uh, OTTO
1: <laughs> I would suggest if you ki- um, if you go to Kickstarter lomo instant auto mat A-U-T-O, <laughs> Matt mm-hmm. as in Matt Mirage MAT uh-huh uh, you'll get all the details like there's, there's lots of words. Leslie.
0: There's, there is. I mean, a
1: lot of words. So it's words? Con- it's conceivable that there is some kind of a manual override.
3: But I I'm thought
0: m- I looked and there wasn't. And I thought, well, yeah. now please, that's what I want, some manual override. But Imagine a fully manual Instax
3: camera. That would be so awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what?
0: Well, there are. I mean, they're, they're starting to adapt some of the uh, old Polaroids. I don't know why. You, well, I do know why, because you can't get film for them now. But they're putting Instax backs on them. I mean, like I want like an Instax back I on think. my
3: Nikon F3. Mm-hmm. Like I want a proper, oh, some it, nice glass. Oh. Instax awesome. back on the back? Instax that back, back cool for a, a Nikon back. SLR. Yeah. That'd yeah. be totally cool. Yeah. It'd actually be worthwhile. I wonder if you can chop up a, one of those Diana backs and make it in. I think
1: there is a back for the Diana.
3: Mm-hmm. There is, yeah. There yeah. is. I wonder if I could get one and make it fit. Okay, that's a whole other but thing. But it's hardly thing.
5: manual, anything in the Diana, because you're... Your we just want the back. Is no, really I just want limited. the back
3: to put on the yeah.
1: Nikon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hopeful that there are more options for the Instax Wide, which same here, which I really like. I do too. Think, yeah, yeah. The, All the cameras would oh, be very small. All the cameras on the, uh, the of the Instax Wide have been very chunky. Mammals. Yeah, they're they're. I mean, it's they're, like they're,
0: putting a little mammal around your neck. Yeah, and if big. you look
1: at the sleekness of like um, the Polaroid 600, like the one camera. Yes. I mean, granted, it's not. Or even let's let's say even the uh, Spectra.
2: Yes.
3: They're fairly sleek. Absolutely. I feel like the, 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 new, the modern Instaxes are more of the Japanese design aesthetic of Th- they're friendly. They're I mean, rounded. And yes. They come in pink and blue but and Hello white. Hello Kitty, and and Kitty but think style. Yeah, exactly. In- intricate
1: the The uh, Polaroid Spectra cameras, I mean, they're kind of intricate in a sense. I think, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of design in that. A lot that. of design too. I it. think all those moving parts cost more money to manufacture. Would yeah. Would you guess? And they break
3: more. They're pretty sturdy, those uh, Polaroid. Yeah.
0: The Spectras are. Spectras, yeah. They really are. But they didn't make a cheap one. Right. So,
3: Well, that's another one. I mean, well, now, I mean, they haven't been used in decades, but that's another one that when I, when I find them, they tend to not work right out of the box. We, they need to be coaxed Spectras. back to life.
2: Hmm.
3: Uh,
1: Fuji also announced uh, this August that they're releasing a black and white Instax Mini. Did you hear about that, Mark Dalzell? Mm-hmm. No. Instax Mini, black and white.
0: Monochrome, oh. I think they Monochrome. call it. Monochrome.
3: The film,
1: film. film oh, stock. you and your wife shoot Instax Mini.
3: She does. Yeah, that's her favorite party camera. Uh, is your yeah. wife a, a black and white film fan? Uh, she. Well, you know what this might be appealing to is she's a novelty. She likes the novelty of it. She likes pulling it out at parties and watching people's faces when this thing comes to life in sixty seconds. And the and the novelty of shooting black and white would also appeal to her too. So, I'm not a big fan for anything other than snapshots just because i don't think the quality is that great mm. but um i think she, yeah she would definitely get a kick out of that and she likes all the wacky borders you can get and
1: just make sure your mic is
3: on that's all i have to say about we that record time. like a whole
1: season of uh, not not quite we record a few episodes where mark's mic was just off
3: where it sounds like i was over here for six shows <laughs> yeah yeah i'm watching the blinking making sure i'm blinking
1: talk again mark
3: hello hello blinking uh, blinking so
1: there's a lot of Instax mini ex- excitement going on. Oh, and uh, Mark O'Brien uh, looks to me like uh, we're going to switch to a, a correspondent Mark O'Brien, who is uh, five feet away from me, man on the table,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: who's going to be talking about uh, a new announcement. When I say new, it was two weeks ago, which was uh, Leica is coming into the instant game, and I can tell you, I spoke to my pal Phil from thedarkroom.com, and he is Leica guy. First thing you start talk, talking about is like, hey, did you hear about that Leica? People are excited. I've never even used a Leica. I'm a Leica virgin. People are, <laughs> people are Leica, f- like, you know, fans.
5: They're Leica files. Leica
1: files. So please take it away, Mark. What okay. did, what's going on?
5: This was a complete surprise, um, considering that we associate the Instax kind of film with teenagers and people at parties and so forth. But Leica has introduced the Leica Sofort, S-O-F-O-R-T. Just in case. Frame those special moments. And on the Leica site, they actually have a fair amount about the camera. It comes in three different body colors, uh, very attractive. And they say that you should find the style to match your personality. It looks to be, it has various modes built in. You can use the flash or not. It's got a self-timer. It has, it's it's got a variable focal length lens from the sounds of it. It's got bulb bulb function, party and people, sport and action, double exposure, selfie. It's got a little mirror on the front so you can see yourself doing a selfie. Okay. And uh, it's a very attractive camera and it will be it will use the instax film from fuji and then Leica's branded versions of that film i'm suspecting and the price will be about three hundred dollars
1: oh you you think that like is going to like um have fuji manufacture some film with their name I to go with that you that suspect be, that yeah
5: i suspect that okay because i just can't i mean Leica's not a film manufacturer so someone's making it for him and who makes instax film but fuji fuji yeah uh, so it's a very attractive camera, and I suspect that if anyone wants to have a camera with that nice little red, red dot on the front that shoots instant film, here's your chance. I do like the fact that it's, it is a very attractive camera. It's not big and clunky looking like the other Instax cameras. Wow. It's uh, shocking, right? It is shocking. I mean, Leica, a film camera from Leica right now is, is kind of shocking. Yeah.
1: I tell you, this show is going to be so. This show is so exciting for me. Now I've been doing this a long time. How exciting is it? Well, you know, because this is the first show after a long break. There's all sorts of fun stuff. Now, sadly, there's a limited amount of fun stuff in here, and I'm going to have to go with seniority. And since Matt isn't here, he's effed. <laughs> 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 or, or John. <laughs> or John. This is uh, from our good friend. Oh, here, wait. Ooh. Oh, it's a whole letter.
3: Ooh. On tractor feed paper? Wow. <laughs> what? Whoa. This is
1: from a good friend, Stephen Morimoto. I, I'm
3: an expert on tractor feed. Wow. Look at that. It's dot matrix. Oh, it says at the bottom. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello, Mike and FPP gang. Looks like you used, like, MS Paint. Enclosed are a couple of items I came across that made me think of you guys. One's for Mike, the other's for Leslie. <gasps> Oh, there you go. Well, no question of who it's for. There you go. Oh. She was so nice to send me some slide holders, so this is a small token of my appreciation, since she wouldn't let me pay for shipping. Also included are some binder combs. They are used to bind papers into a book-slash-pamphlet. What are they for? Well, I got tired of trying to count clicks on the debonair and Aaron Holga. As you know, the number of clicks changed during the roll, as the film winds across the reels. I was looking for a solution when I came across an article on the Lomo site. To use these, cut one of the binder loops and tape it to the film canister so the tip of the loop rests in the sprocket hole. Now as you wind the film, you have a constant click count through the roll since it's a linear counter. That's a neat idea. With the debonair, 13 yeah. clicks gave about a half an inch constant space yeah. between image. You can probably go 10 to 11 before images would overlap. I'll include an image so it makes more sense. Pass these on to all crews since you can make plenty of them and they're reusable. Since they only come in a box of many, I have more than I can use in a lifetime. It takes a bit to distinguish between the camera counter clicks and the sprocket hole clicks, but it won't take long to hear the difference. New font. (laughs) After hearing the podcast about stereo cameras, I ended up buying a Kodak stereo camera. Listening to FPP is not good for controlling gas. True. Um, We never claimed it was. Hosting FPP is not good for controlling gas. First two roles have been developed, but the next step is to make a viewer for prints. Might look to for one to view slide film, which would be perfect for the retrochrome. Yeah, those viewers you can get on eBay for a you few dollars. You can get the,
0: um, the little hand viewers, the yeah. little plastic. You can hold them up and use them that way, too. Yeah. A lot of um, 3D books will have those in the back mm-hmm. because it's easy to ship with a book type of thing. So,
3: Well, and then the last, the last little bit says... This letter was written on an old Apple Macintosh Plus and an ImageWriter dot matrix printer. Wow. Along with analog photography, I had gotten interested in reviving my old Mac computers and have a stable of refurbished Macs.
0: Uh, cool. Can I have his phone number? Because i get got three I'm going to send him as soon as I get back to Finley, Ohio. New font. <laughs>
3: Excuse the different fonts, but wanted to use a variety just to show off. Your friend. Stephen Morimoto, San Francisco, California. Oh, right. All right. A long distance dedication. Oh. (laughs) Here's your... uh, This is Casey Kasem.
4: We have a long distance dedication from Stephen Morimoto.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: A cool Polaroid shaped post-it note pop-up note dispenser.
3: You know you're going to have to make the noise every time you pull one out.
0: Yep. (laughs) Thank you very much for this, by the way. This is very, very cool. Yeah, it's
3: very cool. So uh,
1: myself and Leslie taking care of you guys, nothing. Oh. Oh. I got to read. Yeah, that's right. Th- and what do you call this printer? Dot matrix. matrix. Dot matrix. And what do you call this type of paper? Tractor feed paper.
0: Was it kind of like ee, ee, yeah. ee, If you
1: go to a U-Haul to rent a truck, they still use these.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're great for doing carbon copies because it's actual impact. It's not toner. So if you need carbons, well, they don't use carbon. I don't know if this type of printing is really extinct yet. I mean, businesses like a rental place it
1: makes sense because they have a a big box of paper and it just is fed through
3: one of my first jobs was maintaining a fleet of Okidata 321 dot matrix printers that was my actual job cleaning chaff out of them
0: I think The, the Chads um, too
3: Oh
5: yeah because, because they the also
0: offer that paper In a wider format A yeah. lot of fi- for Financial it, some of it institutions Some used to be Green Bar
5: We called it Because mm-hmm. they the really wide stuff And they used to have Alternating green, light yes. green And white stripes on mm-hmm. it
3: You could print like 20 foot long Happy birthday banners Oh yeah <laughs> You can't do that With your laser printer Yeah let's see you do that
0: uh-huh. Uh huh take a quick
5: phone. break
1: And then we we'll come back uh, Leslie's going to talk about A uh, Leica Since we talked about a Leica You Leica, got Leica. it Leica. So we'll be right back. What the hell's going on here? Oh, geez, well, isn't it the last hour? We got another hour to do. She thought we we're almost finished.
4: Good golly, Miss Molly. <laughs>
0: Ready? A, B, C, 1, 2, 3. Oh, yeah.
1: Everyone's ready for what the special is today. What is the special? Everyone is excited about what the special. Oh, what's special? Folks, months ago we had our C41 development kit. C41! It's now months later, so I'm sure everyone out there has exhausted their kit. So now it's time to get your C41 one liter kit and get, because you guys are all used to developing new color now, and get two rolls of Eastman Vision 3 50D. Mm. with the <gasps> C-41 kit. This is limited. This is limited. limited. 50D. 50D is
0: brilliant. Yeah,
1: 50D. You've tried the 50D, Mark? I've shot it, but I haven't developed it yet. Yeah. It's a sweet, sweet great. film. And, of course, if you've been listening to this show, <laughs> what show?
4: Sorry, what show? what show? What show? If you've been listening to this show, you know that...
1: All the chatter online about Vision 3 film and the Remjet is all a bunch of baloney. I mean, horse mean,
0: it's, it's nothing more than horse-pucky.
1: I mean, it's there. There is a there is a, a, a black carbon base on the film, and everyone has their own technique. But for me, it's a big nothing. I develop the film like I develop any C-41 film in the kit. And then last step, I take the reel out of the tank and I submerge it. The bucket of water that I use to heat up my chemistry, I submerge my reel once it's finished after the blicks. Into the water, mm-hmm. swish it around. Take the developed film off the reel with in with my thumb. On the non-emulsion side, the the base shiny side, I rub off the uh, black remjet. Water becomes black, of course. Then I run it under the water one more time. Then you your beautiful uh, Kodak Vision three fifty D brilliant color film.
0: You want the Leslie method for remjet room. We just have, we have our own followers. Yes, what is your followers? We do. After the Blex. Yes. Off the reel it comes. Oh, okay. Still got some hot water going on there. The infamous microfiber cloth. Yes. Hold it up. One sweep down. Move to a new place on the cloth. One sweep down. Second sweep better be clean. If it isn't, you go for a third, but that's rare. And then you can either put it back on the reel if you want, or into the stabilizer. Hang to dry Yep So Dedicate Don't take that Microfiber cloth That you've just You know Cleaned up your muffler With or something Right You dedicate one To your film You Rinse it out And that That cloth is Super sloppy When you pull it down And I pull it down Both sides And I love it Swipe Swipe Done
1: It's a big It's been a real Mm -hmm. joy Processing uh, Our own Color film Everyone at this table Has
5: done it Yeah it's great fun have you done it? What? Before 41 went yeah. home, long time ago. Okay. No, I used the kits before they were. Uh, hey, cheaper Matt. to buy hey, an FP. Hey, what's up, no. guys? Before they were hip. Before the well, before they were cheap. Yeah. <laughs> we sell them so cheap, Mike. How do you do it?
1: I don't know. Crazy. Uh, crazy. So well, yeah. film if you folks out there, if you process your own black and white film, there's no excuse not to try color. And this is a great opportunity because you're getting two free rolls of film while supply lasts. Of course. Please uh, hit up the film photography click the store tab, and go into darkroom supplies. And we'll be right back. Hey, we're back! So it looks to me like oh, wow. Leslie has a point and shoot Leica.
0: I do. Hmm. I do. It looks I like do. a disposable Leica. It, it, well, you know. I mean, no offense. As, as, we kind of, as we kind of mentioned, when someone says so Leica, everybody yeah. kind of always just leans a little closer. Oh, you got a Leica. And I had a gentleman come in the store with this camera, and it's a Leica C1. It is a film camera. Well, what store is that? That would be Imagine That in Findlay, Ohio. Lovely downtown Findlay, Ohio, which yeah. is still lovely as far as I know. I'll let you know when I get back. That is called the C1. Not the AFC one even though that is an autofocus. It's not the C that's the digital. It's just the C1. Later, they added a C2 and a C3 to the lineup. One of the first pieces of Leica literature for compact cameras, point-and-shoots, and and Leica never used the term Mm point-and-shoot. They had the C1 and the Mini and the Mini Lux Zoom in that piece of literature as a um, lineup. I think this camera is stunningly beautiful. I probably that. would have sent the guy right. on, you know, when he was trying to sell it to me. And I thought, oh my God, it's just so simplistic. It's just gorgeous. It's really just a basic autofocus point-and-shoot. They made 60,000 of these from only 1999 to 2001. There was four production runs. It's not really, I don't think, the camera people were looking for with a Leica. Mm-hmm. They were more, I'll take the mini lux. It is small. It does this and that, but I can control it. This is a true autofocus that there's very little override on it. This is a salesman's sample. Unlike some places that offer salesman samples that may be slightly different or offered in a gift box or something, it simply meant that he got a discount on it. It comes in this, all of them come in this funky clamshell transparent Tupperware. case. It's kind of like Tupperware a... Tupperware case. Like a Big Mac. Like a Big Mac case, the old one, <laughs> except right over where the little round red Leica logo is. I see that. They have adjusted a little window to it so that it shows up even better when it's in here. Oh,
5: Whee! look at that. Was yeah. this designed by Apple?
0: <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. the The case is a little bit humorous, but that camera originally... This is in fact the only one that was that was available in black of the C1 2 and 3. It had the uh, widest zoom range and it was the only one um I don't know where the others fell on the price though. Now I'm going to say that but
3: $5,000.
0: This is 500. Oh. $500 new. Oh. Oh. 3.2 that's the like like on a eBay they still come in at 90 to $150. Huh. There's a 38105 so that's a 3x zoom on there. Shutter speeds are pretty impressive. 1 500th of a second to 99 seconds and that right there is one of the problems i don't understand to turn it on
1: hold the hold okay. this and then hold
0: no you just have to um
1: i'm trying to turn it on folks at home listening
0: you've got to really mash it down yeah it's it's, it's almost flush or slightly recessed but anyway um you shot with this i have quite a bit okay mm-hmm and i Find it rather irritating. Oh, why
1: do you find it irritating? Oh,
0: it was loaded.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. <goodness>. No. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll get okay, to that. I'll let you continue. Yeah, can they, I load a, a short roll of film you You sure can. Okay, Absolutely. great. Absolutely. As I said, it is the only one available in black. So if I were shopping for one of these, and I wouldn't have been at the time unless I got a healthy discount, because I wouldn't have put five down for it but it's in black it looks gorgeous in black and i've purchased cars for less than just being the color i wanted so Mm -hmm. you know pragmatic is not in my middle name the original price the retail pretty darn high and at the time most people did not give this a favorable rating in fact there was even some rumors occasionally that this was made by panasonic oh my god i've read that a couple times you know that i i have no confirmation of that it does have a very durable aluminum body, and the bottom and the top are rubberized. It actually,
3: from from five feet away, I assumed it was just injection-molded plastic. It looks like plastic. It so does. If um, it feels like metal, then I'm a little more sold mm. on it.
0: Now, Mike just picked it up, and it didn't turn on for him. The little on and off button is just almost slightly recessed, mm-hmm. and it's a rubber panel. So the first thing you do is you kind of fingernail it to get it to go on. Now, if you look at the top, I've got little fingernail marks all over the top of it. I'm not happy about that. Those won't come out. Mm-hmm. They're little indents. And that camera fingerprints. So in no time, it looks like a piece of crap. Yeah. And you have to, like, clean it all up before it you put it It feels away. good, though.
1: It does. Did it come it really with the gloves?
0: It should have. <laughs> you know, Olympus cameras used to come with a cleaning cloth. Yeah. I, I like the features on it. I think the Mini Lux probably would have been more my style, should one ever come my way. Because there is control over that. This is all automatic. Images are good. Great. Well, they're they're you know, maybe if I have to make a sixteen by twenty I'd change my mind. But I think after this summer and this fall's use, that camera will probably be put on the shelf. I probably will not use it much anymore. Mm. I don't want to get it crappy. I like yeah. how it looks new. Of the three being the first, this even though that viewfinder is small. It is the 2.7 as your minimum. Did you mean it? 2.7 is the minimum focus. Feet. <laughs> Feet. Feet.
3: Well, you got some depth of field to play with there. There
0: you go. So that's um th- that's the Leica C1. The Very salesman cute. that sold it to me did not sell Leica cameras. He sold Leica spotting scopes. Oh, it's so and scratched on the top. Gross. I know, isn't it it's just a.
1: Disgusting. It's kind of gummy too The top and the bottom well, It's rubberized But rubberized Is not always a great thing Because rubberized Over time like, Especially in it heat
0: gets that It gets gummy kind of Gummy Or that like, and it's got, white look It's gummy. got like
3: sparkles in it You have like glittery lotion Or something you use <laughs> Well not that I like, little gold <laughs> Let people know about No oh. A <laughs> no, light of sparkles.
0: not not. Um, hmm, I don't know.
1: But shoot, shoot a few shots with it, Mark. I think it handles very nice. It's very smooth. It feels smooth. It, it
0: is, and it, it. You're right. It does feel good in your hands. Yeah. It's square, um, not boxy. It's very rounded. But what else? We'll you got? see. That, that's all I got that's on it. it. That's it.
1: So so I'm sorry. How did you get? Uh, did,
0: a guy did, just come in the store, yik yak, and you know they see my store and they come in. and He goes, oh, I got a like, it. and the last time it turned out to be an Argus C3, so I wasn't impressed. And so he comes back in. He goes, "You want, are you interested in buying? I said, oh, I rarely buy cameras, really. I rarely buy them. And he came in. He goes, well, just make me an offer on it.
1: And what did you say? $25? I did. And what did he say?
0: He took it. He got oh, it for his wife. Oh, that's a good deal. Yeah. Um, he had no interest in using a film camera anymore. He's into weapons and that kind of thing. and <laughs> I don't know. So, sure, I'll add it to the collection. I had not seen one before, and like I said, I was just really enamored with the styling of it and the look of it. He said he thought he had uh, another box that went with this, and if he found it, and then after he described his house, I was pretty sure that would never happen. That little clamshell case is kind of bizarro, too, but they all came with this. It was nothing special.
5: You can't go wrong with any Leica for 25 bucks. I don't care what it is. Yeah.
0: The one I got for free was better.
5: That's. I agree with that. <laughs> I'll give you twenty five bucks for it.
0: Well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I might even consider. Well, it. I
1: just shot a uh, short end mm-hmm. of uh, some of the milkiest, smoothest black and white film on the planet. Uh, Eastman Double X Five Two Two Two, and uh, now I know why I have all these short ends. They're great for when we pass around the camera. Done. Done. In and out five minutes. In and out. Yeah, yeah. for In guys like two. myself, I, I, if I could talk for Mark D. Don't you hate it when you have a camera and you have a roll of film in It seems like years. Especially yeah. if it's a half frame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that painful? At least these would be
5: usable for half frame, too. Yeah.
1: So, Leslie, if uh-huh. you had a hankering to purchase one of these and you didn't own this, what would you pay for this? Like, if you
0: were scouting the eBay? Well, I scouted the eBay, and they bring between uh, 90 and $150, and I was a little surprised at that, because I wouldn't give 90 or $150 for it, because I'm cheap and people give me cameras. So my case is a little different. But,
3: well, I imagine there's people I have who shot, like Lake cameras, oh yeah, and yeah, hundred bucks to them is not a big deal. No. If you collect I've, Lakers.
0: Three rolls of film waiting to be processed, one older one, and um, like I said, it, it exposed nicely. The, the images are sharp, so I expect nothing less on the rest of them. Well, thank you, Leslie. You got it.
1: <laughs> when we come back, we're going to be talking about some Stuff. Stuff. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Michael Rosso here to tell you about something very exciting in the FPP online store. It's a brand new, well, it's a brand old, well, it's a brand new, hand-rolled 35mm film. FPP hand-rolled EXP Vision 35mm film. This is 35mm Kodak motion picture film that was acquired from FPP listener Mike from Hawaii. Aloha, Mike. This film was properly stored in refrigeration and is now resting at the film photography project this is a motion picture film process ecn-2 that means that this film like the other vision film in the fpp online store can only be home processed or processed by the little film lab in california or the camera shop up in Minnesota. If you're home processing, this is a great time to try some Vision film.
4: It's very inexpensive.
1: It's very inexpensive, and the batch tests so far have been turning out very great. Why not give it a try? Kodak FPP hand-rolled EXP Vision 35mm film. It comes in three different flavors, 100 daylight, 250 daylight, and 500 tungsten. It also comes in a box, 9, nine rolls, rolls for 29.99.
0: Incredible.
1: Incredible. Check it out filmphotographystore.com. Hey, we're back. Hey, really fast. I'd like to talk about some some exciting uh, stuff. stuff. Yeah, stuff. Stuff. Our good friend uh, Jim Austin, <laughs> Jimages. Jimages. That's jimages.com, j i m a g e s dot com, Mr. Jim Austin, uh, his cameras that got donated to you are they are they now part of our school? program? They are
0: yes. He recently sent some, and I had some before that I had brought. Right, and he sends some that because I do have students that come in. He'll say for your students, and sometimes I'll put them on the shelf. I've got a pretty good lot right now, so I just brought them along with me.
1: Jim Austin sent me a note about his new magazine. It's called Shizen. Or Shizine, as Leslie, because it is a zine. -zine. Or Shizine. S H I Z E N. Shizine. Shizine. Say that again. Shizine. This is volume one, number four, fall 2016. And uh, all FPB members are invited to download the Shizine. Say it again.
0: Shizine. E Zine.
1: (laughs) Or as I would call it, E Zine. Fine Art Photography: The Fall Issue Trees features Matt Marashe's superb silver gelatin 8x10 prints <laughs> as well as the work of five other photographers. The magazine that's called
4: CZINE
1: is inspired by contemplative moments on land and sea and its publisher, Jimages, is a longtime podcast listener. Who started f- shooting film in 1974?
0: He is also the s- slow down, slow photography slow guy. Slow it down, pal. Slow it down, take your time, enjoy it. Jimages is an FPP supporter
1: and writer for the Film Photography Project Online. Jim also writes for Apogee Photo Magazine. And you go to Jimages, J-, J I M A G E S dot com, and just follow the, what's the name of the magazine? Shazeen
0: <laughs> Link <laughs> You've got every possible pronunciation
1: So thank you very much Jim That's awesome and No it's Austin Yes We're going to switch gears really fast here And let's go to Mr. Mark O'Brien Oh did we do your segment? Oh, oh, oh Mark O'Brien's going to talk about Oh you wanna take, want take me to go to Mark Dalzell first?
5: No I just want to get something
0: I Right on the table A couple photographs Oh uh, hurry go
1: Okay Yeah Yeah you don't want uh, like a cup of coffee to slam it?
0: I wasn't sure that... Oh, um, do you want a nut goodie instead? No. That uh, Mark O'Brien had actually experienced Tim Tams, and for the first time ever, I saw them in one of our stores in Findlay. Oh. So I brought a sleeve of Tim Tams, and he tells me that he has, but that's okay. I we'll have a backup pack. <laughs> yep, we've got... Um,
5: Mine were brought to me by the a guy from New Zealand. So uh, he said, what can I bring you from New Zealand? I said, oh... A couple of packages of Tim Tams, so that's what he brought.
1: So, Mark, you have an interesting uh, thing over there.
5: Yeah, one of the one of the neat things about some of the things I do at my job at a museum is we're always making records of various things, um, electron digitally. And I got looking at a small portable scanner called the Doxy, D-O-X-I-E, and it's a it's about the size of maybe a. Uh, a little bit bigger than an ipad mini a little bit thicker of course but it it basically runs on uh, four double a batteries it has an sd card for copying your images to and you don't need a computer to run run it with it's just oh, totally independent you can take it anywhere you can even they've even got software where you can l- overlay it on something and then stitch the images together for something larger
1: whoa it's clear can you shoot can i sh- like shoot your
5: face uh, you could probably shoot my face. Yeah. Let me turn it on first. Hold that on. Hold that up, Mark.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Always being scanned.
3: I'm scanning myself. My signs of life.
0: Clear.
5: <laughs> anyway, the scanner is designed for for doing opaque objects. One of the uses I found it's really handy for scanning in your Polaroids because you can stick a, any. A regular pack film print or a um, integral film print for, or even uh, instax minis you can put a couple of those on the platen and do it and scan them all at the same time so if you're going somewhere and you, you oftentimes with like an instax you give away the pictures you take you've taken to people as gifts right well you can scan them in there before you do it so you've got copies so it's really cool all you do is lay the image down on the on the platen here, close the lid, hit the scan button, and it scans them at about uh, 600 DPI. So, which is perfectly adequate for uh, for decent sized images. And before you know it, you've got and it has a little LCD screen so you can see what you scan, Oh, sweet! Which is yeah, very useful yeah. because you like to know if you if that's what you got what you wanted. And uh, and it's got other little controls you can you can access there in the software. But I could, like I said, it runs on four double A's. It's extremely portable. You can stick it in the bag and take it with you. And if you're doing the kind of person that's doing research somewhere, um, genealogy or whatever, you can put images on there, scan them in, or even parts of documents. It, it won't do a whole eight and a half by 11 sheet. It's designed for something that's about 4 by 6 inches or a little bit bigger than that. But um, as for doing prints or whatever uh, on the go... You really can't beat it. I think it's a really cool little device.
0: A couple questions? Sure. Does it auto-crop? I mean, does it look for just the image? Or does it just give you everything on there? Uh,
5: It it auto-crops, yes. Nice. Which is very handy. Um,
0: When your controls, like if maybe a little bit of light and a little bit darkened, if it read it wrong, do you think?
5: I think it can can do that, yeah. And it's got... uh, you can review yeah. the image, you can say, Oh, I want to do that again. It was crooked or whatever. You can access via a little four
3: way uh, c- control buttons.
0: Menu. And the bottom line, the dollars. Uh it's about a hundred
3: dollars or so. 139 Great. on Amazon right okay. now. Okay. The one that's in my cart anyway is Is that right? Oh, <laughs> you, you like that. That's that's Isn't a very
0: that, cool product. Yeah. It really is because it's yeah. standalone from a computer or anything right. else.
3: Makes JPEG?
5: It makes JPEGs. Um, the co- it comes with a four gig a four gigabyte SD card, and uh, obviously you can put whatever size SD card you want in the little holder. But you don't have to have a computer with you. You can just scan to your heart's content, and when you get back back home, you can plug in the card and then copy them to your computer.
3: You could use like an iFi card in there. too. Oh yeah, that that would you, be yeah, really yeah. But you
5: nice. could. Yeah. yeah.
1: Does it leave a little room around your picture as far as it auto cropping?
5: Uh no, it, it. I think it goes right to the edges. Okay. Yeah. And you you use it often? I don't use it a lot. Originally, I bought it to scan in um, field notebooks that I use, oh. out and so. But if you're a jur- someone who keeps journals and you yep. want to. If they're of a certain size and they fit on there, you can easily scan them, especially these little pocket pocket notebooks. And that's mm-hmm. what it was designed for. In fact, they supply you with a couple when you buy the scanner. People like to do journaling and tw- and t- draw and, and all that kind of stuff. It's it's a nice little adjunct to have with you to keep a digital copy of those things.
3: Oh, I was going to say, another another thing I, I immediately picturing is um, my mother, who has bookcases full of photo albums from when we were kids. Oh, right. And she wants to make copies of those, and she... Tries to take a picture of it with her phone or something and then it won't print out, or she emails and it's, you know, this. I think you need to put two in your cart. Oh, I mean, that's I the so. ultimate Christmas present for your mother. I keep her yeah. occupied. Do they oh, yeah. make a
1: bigger size? What size? That's kind of small.
5: It's, it's kind of small. It's approximately, I don't know, it's about four oh, it's, by seven. For, right there. there oh, yeah,
3: I mean, it might be five by seven. Five by seven. Let's see. Mm. It's about, it just happens uh, to be six, an old fashioned. Six wooden by eight. Ruler. I'm going six by eight. A little
5: bit over four inches by. Four by six. Four oh, six. Okay. six. Yeah. Do they make
1: a bigger one? Do they make an eight x
5: No. Um, no. And no. they have other models of that the th- scanners they make, which are like little wands and things like oh, that. Oh yes. I think this yeah. is the most useful. Mm, kind I've of I've used thing. the wand. Yeah, if it's Go bigger than a can- or sheet feed, yeah. If yes. It's
1: bigger than it'll be a can of worms because then it's like, right. oh, can I put documents? Can you make a PDF? Can right. you do this? Right. Like no.
5: This is the size.
1: It, it makes a JPEG.
5: JPEGs. And my feeling is, if you have an iP- an iPad or, or other uh, similar tablet device there's already apps out there for making document copies and so forth but they don't do a very good job at copying images like a a nice flat scanner bed does so yeah it's a great gift idea and uh it's very useful like i said take it to a party keep a copy of all the instax pictures you took and before you give them away and then you've got something to take with you
1: thank you mark it's called the doxy scanner right very nice when we come back we're going to be talking about something (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, uh, Leslie, uh, you came up with this word, and I think it's true. The FPP is somewhat of a film boat these days. <laughs> it is a boat otherwise known <laughs> as
0: a boutique in Ohio.
1: <laughs> and it kind of just happened by chance. I started getting very interested in unusual 35mm film, film that's not available in cartridges. Film that's only available on bulk, big reels, which there is sort of like, you know, there's a buzz on the internet, there's a circle on the internet of uh, men and women who roll their own film. I have to tell you, like me, most people don't. Till now. Well, till... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, most people don't. I did, and I was scared of the whole process. Mm. But I've conquered that... I've mastered the art of rolling film into cartridges, <laughs> so you can play them in your 35-millimeter <laughs> <Basically. laughs> camera. You yeah. feed your camera. It's yeah, film. you can feed your camera. And that opens up a whole new world, the Film Photography Podcast Store, which is filmphotographystore.com in 35-millimeter. If you click on 35-millimeter, you'll see an unusual variety of films that
0: we are hand-rolling, and it's pretty cool. There are some amazing stocks out there for film
1: stock. Stocks that will, like... <sighs> Blow your mind! Something like the Fuji It, which is I T N. It's a cop, another copy film. It's C41, I believe. It has an ISO of it's 20.
0: I think it's unique that you can get black and white film that's green. Oh, the black and, and white, black film, and white that's film that's film green. That's red.
1: Yeah, some some of the films have an unusual U to them. Some are very thin, uh, like the Polypan F. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a silky smooth, dreamy mm, black and white film from Germany. And use you it and get it? a glow. Yeah, you get, get your a, glow on. You do. So if you're shooting a subject or a building and there's a a good key light, you'll get like a glow. Yeah. As of late, the newest is, of course, uh, exploring the Eastman Kodak motion picture line of films, mm-hmm. like the Eastman Double X, yeah. Double, double X. X. X, extra bold. And this is an awesome film because it's rich and it's bold. Large tonal range. Large tonal range. Processing is uh, standard. Hey, <laughs> John. Hi what are we talking about? Uh, FPP Store. If you Google yeah. Eastman Double X. 5222, oh. you will get the site. This is a very, it's, it's a very elaborate.
3: Yes.
2: The go-go. This is
1: one of the exciting films in the uh, hand-rolled FPP film, boat What are you saying, <laughs> Boat-a-Q? What is that? Boutique. Uh. Boutique. Folks out there <laughs> listening, we ship internationally. I would love to ship you some some fresh, unusual film uh, for you to try in your 35mm camera. Mm-hmm. We're here to support you and help you out. So if you have any questions about it, we're going to do our best color we can send right over to our good friends at the darkroom.com thanks and film photography store.com hey we're back and we're going to be talking about a book and this is uh, Jessica Tiernan from rocky nook.com is the publisher of a book called, called the film photography handbook by Chris Marqu- Marquait. Marquardt. no Markwart.
0: Marquardt mm-hmm.
1: by Chris Marcourt. and and
0: Monica Andre. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: And there is a special offer for, this is our book of the month, and there's a special offer for FPP listeners. But before we do that, let's, uh, was uh, Jessica kind enough to send you a book?
0: I had a PDF version originally, yes. and just out of the blue, the hard copy came, and I'm glad because it's a big book to PDF on the screen and read it. But they do offer it both ways. You can buy hard or um, an e file of it, so E file. E file. E book as they would but refer to
1: it. This is a beautiful e-file. hardcover book. Right?
0: It is awesome. You'll there's the code you can give. Oh yeah. Okay. So I printed that out from her in your notation. Uh, you
1: have to go to Rocky Nook, R O C K Y N O O K dot com to their shop and into the photography uh, area and you'll see film photography handbook and if you use the code upon checkout and the code is FPP35 you will get 35% off
0: correct wow The it re-ta- retails for thirty nine ninety five US and of course $10 more if you're Canadian now, wait a minute this hardcover retails for $39, 39 something? Yes, it does. thirty nine ninety five. That's a bargain, don't you think, for a hardcover book?
5: Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's not a textbook. And especially with yeah, what's right.
0: in here, it is a textbook, which is amazing. But it's, I was very impressed. I, I, you know, thinking about this, oh, we've got a new film photography book. Yeah, what's it about? And, you know, we can almost all say, oh, I've got my favorite darkroom book. I've got my favorite this book, you know, as a manual or something. I used to sell a book called Do It in the Dark. Oh, yeah, I remember that. You remember that, that one? Yep. That was the most...
3: Was it a photography book?
2: <laughs>
0: it was. It oh. was the most awesome darkroom book. But this is a definitely a brand new publication. What I really... I was so impressed with this. It has the traditional basics, but it brings us into the digital age, too. Digital! It does. And it was um, it was actually rather refreshing talking about that and like I say, with the little digital sidebars and that kind of thing and how we incorporate digital into film photography. It is remarkably complete. It's, it starts off right away, why film photography?
1: Yep, saw that.
0: Mm-hmm. Importantly, it matches up, but it doesn't matches up analog versus digital but there's like no smackdowns there's no arm wrestling anything like <laughs> that it just like it's just the similarities and the differences between the two and kind of really when you use them chapters include topics like cameras and film formats and this is a lot of times things that we don't think about when we're talking to a newbie when we oh c41 c41 that's part of a film type you know a negative film e6 gives you a transparency or a positive e6 black and white and it discusses all that and it gives camera types like medium format i don't know what that means right get a medium format six by six what's that i don't know and it's all, like, drawn. It's all there. In, all there. With even pictures. Though, with pictures. One of the coolest pictures in there, I thought, was a diagram of 120 film. Because it shows it unrolled, and it, then it kind of fits together in your head that there's a piece of paper with numbers over the film, the piece of film, how it winds on the core. So things are well thought out with illustration that it really sinks home. And, um, I mean, it'll even, it goes into 4 x five beginning to end four by five even talks about camera movements Mm -hmm. how to load your four by five film holders um the notches here you know okay i've got the right side up type of thing it gives awesome tips on buying cameras because we are not buying new cameras anymore so it's helping you buy that used camera exposure is pretty cool because we come constantly will say Open it up a stop. Give it another step. What's that mean? And it'll tell you these things (laughs) that are, um, you know, that gaze of indecision or glare you get back when you say that. It talks about light meters, touches on the zone system, how to use a gray card. And they talk about smartphone apps for light meters. And it also shows you how to use or tells you how to use good old Sunny 16. Right, so we, we talk go, about you know, all we the go, time. We sunny go Sunny 16. 16 up until to using a light meter app on your smartphone. Mm-hmm. I love this section because I'm kind of a techie. How film's made. You know, it's got that little cross section and all the layers, but it also tells you the difference between, and we do this too, panchromatic, orthochromatic. Uh, get yourself some orthochromatic x-ray film. Exactly. Huh? You what know. are you guys okay. talking about? <laughs> it talks about I don't know infrared. don't Um, being red-sensitive, blue-sensitive.
1: Yeah, we're always always talking about blue-sensitive.
0: Exactly. There's a nice table in there of the current films available, but also it talks about the properties, what they're used for, their purposes, their applications. Yes, instant, which I'm afraid now, thanks to Fuji. I shouldn't have said it like that. Um, Those films aren't available if you're talking about the 100C and the 3000, but um, there are a lot of them still out there. And then you run into processing. Home versus sending it out. And the steps. You need this equipment if you're going to process at home. Be prepared. You know, here it is. Here's the chemistry you need. In particular, it has special attention to like Rodanol, D76, and caffeinol, which I thought was nice. Nice section on darkroom cleanup. Keeping your darkroom clean and troubleshooting. Discusses push and pull for film. Another, Oh, you know, push that film two stops? Huh? See, it's just... It just seems to cover everything. There's just nothing in here. Then we go into the digital, and we go into uh, post-processing with traditional camera, and then also digital such as scanning, dealing with dust, scanners, flatbed versus uh film dedicated, profiling your monitors, your printers, Resolutions you should use, calibrations, workflows. And then in the back it gets fun because we have historical processes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Presentation, how to frame, mat, that kind of thing. Archival storage. And then there's one neat little chapter called Planned Fun Accidents. This does not involve making another child. (laughs) (laughs) This is using box cameras. Um, expired film, Holga, multi exposures, cross processing. So you got somebody in your family that is really interested in starting photography. Wonderful, wonderful book. It's the FPP in a book. FPP is actually mentioned in the back. Did You're you see that damn right. as a
1: source? If you go to page 254, this is the best <laughs> chapter. Start right <laughs> off on that. Start two, with page <laughs> two fifty four. Film chemicals, and accessories. I don't know, this place. It's some place called b and i never heard no, of never them. Never heard of them. They then it says Film business. Photography Project, film, instant film, cameras, and darkroom supplies, filmphotographyproject.com. <laughs> and then the rest of these guys I've never heard of. No, I think, yeah, they're gone. Except ever. for I heard from Lomography and The Impossible Project. Mm-hmm. Amazon what? Who? <laughs> Emma who? <laughs> Hey, thanks for the mention, man. Yeah, I'm gonna help push that book. You
0: got it, but you know, just it's, did. it's just oh, as yeah. awesome for the experienced photographer because there's a lot of inspiration in there, or things like cyanotypes mm-hmm. that maybe you've never dealt with. It right. feels good it's in too. There. It does. Yeah. It was it was really great to open it up because usually if I open a photography book up, it smells rather musty. Yeah, <laughs> this one smelled like fresh ink, which was Ooh, fantastic. That's a new so smell. Uh, you know that book that is that book, book is a winner. From Old School to Digital Age. Personally, I want to thank Jessica for sending me that book from Rocky Nook. I really, truly did enjoy reading the hardback more for me than reading it on a a monitor or um, an Apple iPad. I still like reading books and newspapers and things like that. There are two versions of it available, and when you go to Rocky Nook, they have a lovely selection of... uh, Eclectic maybe is wrong, but just simply not books that you commonly would... Go to your common bookstore and and see on the shelf, specialty books that are pretty nifty. I can't say how much I was impressed with that book, and I put it down for a while and finally plowed into it. And I thought, there's just not a darn thing I'd change about this. It, this is very modern book thing too. Had these neat little sidebars going on. It does with Love a little piece of we film. Are. Yep, I got we it. Are. Love those little sidebars. They're usually to the point and yes, really good stuff. Like here's,
1: I'll read uh, one sidebar mm-hmm. from page two thirty nine. It's not about the FPP, but that's okay. <laughs> Black and white film has better storage stability than color film. We have used black and white film successfully without any exposure time adjustments, even when it was 10 years, 10 or more years past its expiration. Films you discover in cellars are are particularly interesting in this respect because they've been stored at stable temperatures. Mm
0: -hmm. That was just a little sidebar. and That's a little sidebar.
5: Do you great. think this would be a great book for for classroom use? Yes,
0: absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah,
3: that's what I'm looking at. I'm thinking every every photography course in the country should stock that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it looks great. I'm sure Jessica's hoping that's going to happen. Yeah. The price <laughs> is
1: great. Yeah. it's put out by Rocky Nook. It's at rockynook.com mm-hmm. in the shop, photography, film photography handbook. You get 35% off at checkout when using FPP 35. Don't, e-
3: don't use FPP 100. We're, you're putting you on the honor system. That's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> and no more a, than 35.
1: And it's an ebook, hardcover, or both. Cool. Well, thank you very much, Leslie.
0: You are quite welcome.
1: And thank you, uh, Jessica, for sending the book. And thank you, Chris, who apparently uh, is a, is, uh, knows about the FPP.
0: Or maybe Monica. Or
1: maybe Monica, M.M. Yes. And uh, we'll be right back.
4: See this little baby? No other pocket camera does what it does. It's unique because only the new Kodak Ektralight cameras have built-in Sensolite flash. Sensolite flash turns itself on and flashes automatically when you need more light. even turns itself off. You'll never worry about flash again. These new cameras with Sensolite flash are the easiest to use Kodak pocket cameras ever. I trust my stories to cameras and film from Kodak, America's storyteller.
1: Hey, we're back. Hey, a quick shout-out to Downtown Camera. I think Downtown Camera's in Toronto. It is. Toronto, Canada. Uptown? Yeah, I don't know. And Claudia sent me an email saying, Hey, with respect to FPP film, some of them already know our customers are focused on dropping off their film and worried... That they don't know how to shoot the lower ISO films. And that's understandable. The 5363, it's a Kodak high contrast. It now has a uh, DX code on it. Oh. It's 25 ISO. DX coded for your, you know, th- your snap and shoot cameras. <laughs> the Kodak blue sensitive 2366, that does not have a DX code because it's 6 ISO. 6
3: I was going to ask. I have a question. Yes. What is the lowest DX code? Is it twenty five the lowest you can code for? Is there such thing as a DX code for six or one?
5: Or? Not
0: that I know of.
3: I don't think you can. I don't. Yeah. I, I feel like twenty five is tends because to be the lowest you would the see. The cameras mm-hmm. wouldn't
5: recognize because they, most of those cameras start suppose, at twenty five. Right. If that's point that's the what shoe, I'm wondering. Yeah. yeah. But I
3: wonder if there's. I wonder if that's a thing. Is there? Was there some high end Nikon's or something or others that you could code for ISO one? Probably not. I don't mm. know. All right, never mind.
1: Eastman XX. He's moving on. It's a 200 ISO film. It's a beautiful, like, plush, lush, creamy creamy, black-and-white film. It's ISO 200. It's a fan favorite at the downtown camera because the folks, when they see James Bond associated with it, they want to try it. it. Of course, uh, parts of Casino Royale were shot on the... Eastman Double X. And I guess that uh, Claudia printed something out from our website. It has Bond, you know, holding a gun. Mm -hmm. Shot on Eastman Double X. Shot on. She says there's also interest in color infrared, but $20.99 is almost almost $28 for us. Any specials coming up? Leslie, really quick. Can you explain to our audience whether it's twenty ninety nine or even twenty eight dollars? What a bargain that is for color infrared! <laughs> and what prices before FPP offered thirty five mm color infrared? What kind of prices would that stuff go for?
0: Thirty five dollars a roll, fifty dollars a roll. That's after that film was discontinued. Now, before that, probably two thousand. Year two thousand. Um, the year two thousand dollars. That <laughs> film was retailing just. In that mid-$20 $20 range, $24 a roll right. for color infrared. And it was expensive not only to make, all that film was shipped to the dealer on dry ice. No way. Absolutely. We loved it when we got in because we just like put it on the floor and let the little things waft out all over the floor. Yeah. Color infrareds always shipped on dry ice from Kodak to us. It's a direct dealer. We were then, of course, immediately to put it into the freezer, not the refrigerator. Right. So storage and shipping was always more of an issue, as well as the um, dye layers that it takes to make that stuff.
1: Right. This is not a. This is not a cheap film. That is not a cheap film. And it's not cheap for e- f. It's not cheap for FPP either. Mm-hmm. It's a very expensive film. Plus, when you add in the labor to roll it, uh, me. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're selling it at a rock bottom price of $20.99, which is on sale because we used to sell it upwards of $29.99, and then we sold it for a while at So And
0: those are 24 exposure rolls, correct? Yes, they are. Not eight exposures in a box for that price?
1: Impossible. Oh, it's not eight, eight exposures
3: eight, in a box. Eight <laughs> you shots,
0: go. you know, and it's twenty four ninety five. you're a-
3: paying 75 for for uh, instant.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Oh, this is true, if you look I mean, at it that way. Yeah. $75 dollars for 24 cents. And thing no thing other and film and gives you that look. Absolutely no other mm-mm. film exists that yeah. will give you that look.
0: And this is not an unlimited supply, correct? This is
1: not an unlimited supply. I don't know what the limit is, mm-hmm. because uh, we buy it from Europe. Different language, language barrier. No que- I, any question you have about the film, I've already asked. I've received, like, dead air <laughs> response. So I don't know what's going Yet. on. <laughs> I don't know if it's made for a government, and these guys are like just like, like shoving it out the back. Like, uh, so I, I don't know. Say, you'll,
3: you'll be able to get it as long as whatever country it comes from still exists. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like whatever small Eastern European country. Yes, it comes from.
1: exactly. So I don't know, but I can tell you that it comes here in a box, and the boxes are dated, and the box has they have new dates. So this is being sold to FPP as a new film. I'm not questioning it, because if it's not a new film, then it certainly was frozen.
0: The, yeah, when I've got no indication that's yeah. outdated or yeah. aged film, because so that usually I, doesn't age well. I would
1: call this phenomenon of this film being available as a modern miracle. Don't know why, but it, it, this is what's going on.
5: You don't question miracles.
1: No. no? no. So I'm not trying to do a hard sell on you, Claudia, but I think you should bring some in for your customers and uh and try
0: it
3: out i think they'll really they enjoy it Easy she, could, to sell? she could cut them up and sell them as one-shot rolls and have people <laughs> <try them.
0: laughs> all she has to do is just shoot a roll mount them in some slide frames and put them on a little viewer something a little viewer and on a, um, light, on a light table a little light table
1: and the stuff will just fly yeah but if you're in uh toronto area please please walk walk on into downtown camera and tell them that the Film Photography Project, the podcast, you know, mm-hmm. Film Photography Podcast sent you. Great. I appreciate uh, the fact that, you know, these folks are carrying our stuff. Now, Mark Dalzell. This is pre, this is before he's gotten his tattoo of his favorite <laughs> camera. I sketched it out. I haven't gotten it. He did sketch tattoo. it out. No. Uh, Mark, I'm going to turn it over to Mark Dalzell. He's going to talk about his favorite camera, which is, drumroll please,
3: the Voigtlander VF-101. This is away. this is just uh, kind of like it took me by surprise. This is a, a pretty tiny little 35-millimeter rangefinder that I picked up a couple of months ago, and it was sitting in my to-do box for a while. And a week or two ago, I pulled it out and uh, put the oddball batteries in and fired it up. And first of all, the thing that made me happy was that the meter works perfectly, the shutter works perfectly, usually with these old electric little aperture priority thing like just something is not isn't working quite right but this one fired right up i'll show you first of all the uh, it's got some quirks to it and i love the quirks the batteries this is the battery compartment which is your tripod socket when you unscrew this this is like this is like the nuclear core being removed <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is this is the battery holder <laughs>
0: oh wow whoa it takes 4
3: px625 batteries okay
0: 625 or 76s
3: Six twenty fives. Six twenty five. I have L R forty okay. fours wedged in there with tinfoil right oh, now. Oh got it. Okay. But okay. it takes four PX six twenty fives, but it's three volts. Because it's running two and two in parallel. Uh. So you can actually run this. If you took two of these batteries out, it would still work the camera would work, just not as long. Mm-hmm. So it's actually running it's like high powered three volt. Um, you can modify this. People people have you know modified this and made it take whatever you want but i just jammed four lr44s in there with two little balls of tinfoil and it works like a charm what, what is it supposed to take it's the px625s oh there we go. Uh, and when i got it it had two in there and i thought oh that's weird why would someone leave two batteries in the camera and it wasn't until later on that i realized that that's how people did it because you didn't actually need four and it's you know it would save me now 20 bucks to not run four in there but uh Power pig.
4: Mm, that's right, yeah. Yeah. It's
3: Well, <laughs> yeah, it may be that, but it may also be that they designed it to just run forever. So you could put four 625s, and it would run for a year, you know, 20 years on one set of batteries. But anyway, so I got that working. Luckily, that thing's there, and it works. The camera itself, like I said, it's a rangefinder. It's got a, a pretty big rangefinder window. It's got a pretty bright rangefinder in it. You pop out the little collapsible lens hood on the front and that's your focus like i said it's uh, it's aperture priority so you have choice anywhere from 2.8 up to 22 and then when you look through the viewfinder it'll show you what aperture you've selected and it'll give you the needle the you know the live not quite ttl but your light meter is on the front under the filter ring it'll give you your metering uh on the front and it'll tell you you've got like the danger zone of 30 uh 130th, and then in the middle is uh, 125th, and then at the top is 1 500th, which is the fastest shutter speed. So it's really easy to use. Um, it's got uh, ISO rating of, uh, like we were saying, 25, which is always the minimum, but 25 to 400. It's got an automatic or a flash mode. Flash mode uh, will lock the shutter at 130th. In automatic mode, the flash will still fire, and the shutters are synced at every speed. So it's got a shutter sync at 500th. It's got a shutter sync at, at everything. So you can you can just pretty much leave it in automatic mode. But um, it'll if you're in a really dark room, that may confuse it. It, it does have a rewind. The rewind's actually on the bottom rewind knob. The only kind of really quirky thing about it is that the the whole back comes off, which is uh, kind of a fifties uh, uh, thing. It looks it looks a little bit reminds me of the little Raleigh it 35. thirty-five. It is, and we'll 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 use that name again in a second. Um, but uh, and it's got the little flip down door that you. Oh yeah. So yeah. it doesn't have a real pressure plate on the back. The the. Uh, oh. So it holds the film absolutely flat when it's on there. Just make sure you put it inside the little door when you're winding it up, or you won't get much of anything. It loads up really quickly. It winds really nicely. You know the winder on it feels really good. The shutter feels really good. The, so the the kind of wacky thing about this was this camera was made from '74 to '76 by Voitlander. Well, Voigtlander's is the name on the front. At this point. These Voigtlanders were actually being made in Singapore by Roly. Uh-huh. So this camera was physically made by Roly. In the late 60s, Zeiss Icon absorbed Voigtlander. So you could also get this exact same camera billed as a Zeiss Icon S312. Wow. It's the exact same camera. It just says Zeiss Icon instead of Voitlander. So that camera is a combination of Voigtlander, Zeiss, and Roly. three Ooh. of the coolest names in cameras. No mm-hmm. kidding. The only thing that would be better if it had a little red dot on the front for no reason. <laughs> which then it would be $2,000. There you go. It does have, yeah, like I said, it's got a hot shoe on the front. How do I load it? Am I doing the right thing? Yeah, twist that 90 degrees and then pull the whole, no, just 90 degrees. Yeah, right there. And then Ooh. pull the whole back off.
0: Oh, that thing he twisted just come off in his hand. Oh, great. No, that was mm-hmm. the lens it had broken.
3: And then <laughs> flip that little door down. Right here. pressure. That's your little pressure plate. Oh, look at that. There you go. I can load a shorty roll.
5: Do it. Also, the Minox 35 had that same kind of thing with a pressure plate in the back coming off.
3: You know what's the only camera that I own that has that, which I immediately thought of, is my Nikonos, too. Oh, the yeah. Nikon underwater, which is kind of odd. That's the only other camera I've ever seen that had that. Because of the same sort of thing, the camera is completely a self-contained unit, separate right. from the back, like That's the Nikonos is. Right. It's like a quick load. It's really cool.
0: Okay, uh, I need to be excused. I've got to get to the bay. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I didn't even think to look what now, these go for. I was just going to ask yeah. you that what they were going to go for. And but
3: and, uh, and they are available in the all black or the. The chrome mm-hmm. and black. That's so why I've got the all black one, oh, which is yeah. always cooler. Well, oh, it's professional, exactly.
0: Where where did you find this? I mean, this surprise you somewhere? You yes, you weren't so this looking. Picked
3: up somewhere, and, and I probably saw it in a box and thought it was just oh, another one of those little electronic shuttered whatever's that's not going to work.
1: I want to use this flash. What do I do now?
3: Well, you can just leave it on, it on. Leave it on automatic, and whatever shutter speed you get, it'll sync it to. Or you can oh, twist where, where that. Where do I little set knob. the ISO? Oh, on the front. On the yes. yes. on oh. the bottom oh, is the flash. ISO 25. Yep. Now I don't need to you're do anything good. but
1: focus and shoot? Uh,
3: yeah, turn the flash on. So the rangefinder, the rangefinder is pretty clear on it, so you shouldn't have any problem
1: with yeah, that. it's a very and nice range finder. So when I put the flash on, it'll sense the flash, and then how does it know what,
3: uh, what shutter speed to fire uh, it? It's aperture it. priority, so you're setting the aperture. So... I mean, you have to go back and use your old guide number numbers. But, since you know, like if you're taking a picture of Leslie who's four feet in oh. front of you, you might want to go F-16 or something.
1: So since it's such a low ISO film, go to like
3: 2.8? Well, you're using the flash, so the flash kind of... Okay, I'll go to four. Okay. And then it'll it'll set the shutter. Yes. When it, you look through it, on the right side of your viewfinder there's a little needle that will show you what shutter speed you're going to get. But since you're using the flash, it's sort of irrelevant because it doesn't realize that it's about to have a supernova blown at it.
1: Well, this is a pretty dinky flash.
3: Yeah. But from that close, it's it'll be fine. probably fun. about right for... Yeah.
1: yeah. Wow. And it, the camera is so nice. And here, you want to try shooting? It, it feels
3: good. It's very metal. Yeah. It feels solid. Yeah, I like you it. You may now. have mentioned this, but how, where did you find this? Uh, I don't even know. It's been in my no. to-do box for a while, so...
0: Holy guacamole. I'll give you a hundred dollars for
3: that. Hey, can I have that back now?
0: <laughs> what no, do they go actually, for? That was asking. Let me go into sold oh. and completed. I,
3: I did look at them. I don't remember it being. I remember it being sixty to a hundred. I think. What
1: year was this made?
3: Uh, these were seventy four to seventy six.
1: It feels like a nineteen seventy four
3: to seventy six camera. Right on. What country was this made? Singapore. Ooh. but even Exotic though selling Singapore. for
0: sixty six dollars, I there's only one sold in the last so many days. Uh, yeah. They, and they're not super popular. And this one this. works
3: perfectly. The, the exposure meter's right on, and I've, I've already put one or two rolls through it, and probably a few more by the time this airs. And uh, Yeah, it's a great little camera. And it does have the light sensor inside the filter ring, so you can use regular yeah. shoot filters on it.
1: Shot, shoot, it. Nice. shoot a shot. Shoot a shot. Shoot a shot. Feels good. Folks out there listening, we're talking about the Voigtlander VF-101, 1974 to 1976. It's a rangefinder 35mm camera. It's Mark's favorite camera, he drew a picture of it with hearts around it. <laughs> it's also
3: known as the Zeiss Icon Contessa S312. Oh, really? There was Contessa. also an S310, which was a zone focus, not a rangefinder, but the 312 is and the rangefinder. Going for, it's
1: going back for, back that way. And Leslie, it's going for over a hunch on the eBay?
0: No, right now, the last one that sold was $66. Really? I think mean, that's a steal, although I did not notice. Nope, it was, what was, the it black was like one. that. It had... Little skinny strap on it, but a black one like that. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. But yeah, I imagine if you found one that was listed as being good and tested, and you you would spend a hundred on it. hmm Does your does your frame counter work? Frame counter works great. Yeah.
1: Really? Why is it an S? Or is it five? <laughs> it's
4: five. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I-, I was
1: gonna say you broke my frame counter. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much.
3: So you highly recommend this. Have you have you shot with this and seen lane pictures? I have. You? I've shot. I've put uh, two rolls through it. I've developed and scanned one of them. And it's very nice. It's pretty sharp. Uh, it's not like crazy, like a sharp. But uh, I'm very happy with it. And for the for the size of it and for the features it's got, yeah, I really like it. I'm am kind of becoming a big fan of those little tiny compact, all you know, do it all. Like I love my Vera. You know, like I like sort of little quirky, compact cameras like that. My Roli, uh thirty five GTE, or sorry, Minox thirty five GTE. And stuff like that. Just sort of oddball little tiny cameras I'm getting into.
1: Well, thank you very much, Mark. Sure. We're going to be wrapping up in a second. We'll be right back. The Film Photography Podcast, as you know, has its own online store. And i like to answer some questions. You know, I get a lot of emails. And some of the most common email questions are... Will you ship it to me?
0: Yes, we will. (laughs) We certainly ship.
1: And, of course, everyone that emails me is from outside the United States, so... Uh, The FPP store will ship internationally. Most folks want to know, well, how much will it cost? It is based completely on weight. So whatever you're purchasing, that will be calculated by the site directly with the United States Post Office to come up with your price. International shipping can be pricey, but it's sort of a scale. So if you order one item, you live in Finland and you Mm -hmm. order an item and you see that the shipping's over $10. For that one item you're buying, if you bought three, the shipping would be probably the same, especially film, because film is one roll versus three roll. It fits in the same shipping weight category.
0: Well, I actually think it's great because a lot of places really penalize you if you're out of the uh, 48 states.
1: That is true. Many sites do not ship internationally. I don't know if the big box camera stores and here in the US ship outside the US. Uh, most uh, sites, they, some sites also have minimum shipping. So Importance, Minimum or yeah. the
0: infamous handling yeah. fee. The, the,
1: the most astonishing thing I see in the FPP online store is when William is processing an order and it's shipping from New Jersey to let's say Ohio and someone ordered a few rolls of film and shipping is like $2.48. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> the shipping, we've, we've been getting kudos for our shipping. I just want to pass it along that we will ship everywhere. Hey, we're back. Oh, these are quick letters. Okay. Uh, hey, we're back. I just want to thank the folks who have been donating to the film photography project, and you could donate anything that is film photography related or film making related. Super eight cameras, sixteen millimeter cameras, thirty five millimeter point and shoot cameras, thirty five millimeter SLR cameras. They go to our uh, school donation program. Uh, they go to our uh, yearly annual our annual events. Uh, and we just passed them right along. I received uh, some cameras from Montreal. Uh, Laura, I will murder your last name, so I'm going to have Mark, our Canadian, read it. How do you pronounce uh, her last our name? Our Canadian. Our resident Canadian. A resident Canadian.
3: De la <laughs> Oh, nice.
1: Oh, lovely. Lovely. Uh, thank you, Laura. She says, I wish to donate some film cameras. I hope you find it helpful. For your class, keep up the good work. Thank you very much.
0: What was her last name again, Mike?
3: De La Chevoitier.
1: Linda Britton, also, uh, cameras and she says, Linda Britton says, these cameras and equipment came from my father who passed away about four years ago. He didn't get into photography until after he retired and enjoyed it immensely. He would be happy to know that someone will get some use out
3: of his gear and uh, I think this is some of the stuff I remember did. that that was a good that was a really nice stuff in that box. It was uh, a Konica in that one, was
1: it? Well, it's, well, so this was like your handwriting. Yeah, Minolta, I wrote that. X three seventy Minolta five thousand I etc. So that means there was more stuff.
3: Oh, I, yeah, it was a three. Yeah, it was a three thousand or three seventy with a whole bunch of lenses and yeah. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Linda, our good friend Farron D.
1: Brower, B R O U G H E R Brower, Anaheim from Anaheim. Anaheim. Says, you should have received three large priority mailboxes containing 35 millimeter camera, lenses, and some other items. I hope they are useful.
3: That was a fun day. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, there's a contacts area in there. Yeah. An X700, meter flashes, etc.
3: Tons of stuff.
1: Uh, Joyce Donnelly says, uh, I did not want my cameras to go to waste. Yet, I didn't know where to send them. I hope I am not imposing. They can't be used. My apologies. You're not imposing, because you sent us a Polaroid 600, Nikon N202, a Minolta SRT-102, etc. I I like those
3: old SRTs. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Thank you, Joyce. Yeah, I mean, we parsed through all these cameras, and they're now packed for three separate high schools here in the U.S. Keep them coming. Film Photography, filmphotographyproject.com. is a donation tab. Just go to that tab. Of course, if you just want to say hello, tell us what you've been up to podcast at filmphotographyproject.com thank you folks for listening thank you guys hey, you're welcome uh, always a pleasure and we'll be back in just two short weeks tweaks oh you know what tweaks. really fast tweaks this is our uh, footnote do you have a, a card
0: oh to, uh, to a, send a, us out a, on? a single frame F- a,
1: this is Leslie Lazenby's single frame. frame
0: this is for all of you that um, use flatbed scanners Yes. I have attached a piece of bubble paper to my scanner lid to hold curved old photographs that have some curve to it. And if you put that, I actually had a piece of uh, bubble paper, small bubbles, that had a little bit of adhesive on it. It came wrapped as a book. Like bubble wrap? Like bubble wrap. Oh, okay. Stick it on there on the top of the scanner, on the, the lid, and then it gives just enough pressure to hold that print flat. Pressure. Yeah, That's it. It's not enough that it hurts anything, but put your print down. It's got a little piece of bubble paper there. The lid goes down, nice and flat. Nice. Because if they curve, they get funny little shadows to them, uh, things like that. So mm. piece of bubble paper on your scanner lid works fantastically with the V700, the V750s, all that type of thing. There you go.
1: Thank cool. you, Leslie. And we'll see you folks soon. Write us. Visit our site. Visit our store. Come on by. Say hello. See you
4: later. But six and eight at a desk Come Saturday, a brand new sun is dawning Get your things, fill the car and head west Take a walk in the country Take a stroll by the sea Take a trip up a mountaintop today come my
2: Lèchez voiture.